That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And we'll talk a little about your email inbox later. But how are you doing, and how's that weekly review coming along? <laughs> a reprieve. Okay. <laughs> um, weekly review-wise, I can't say I've done a weekly review that I would be proud to submit to Mr. David Allen. So, <laughs> uh, But I have been you know, keeping up with OmniFocus, um, adding things, et cetera, and uh, um, you know, making sure that at least the things that are in there are more or less on track. I was just thinking when you said one a weekly review you'd be proud to submit to David Allen, I thought maybe we should start sending our weekly reviews to David Allen Greer and totally confuse <laughs> totally confuse him. Like Yeah. What's wrong with these people? Um, uh, that would be funny. So I it wasn't. It was a little longer than a week because I was traveling. Um, but uh, yes, this morning I got myself caught up and did a full weekly review. Woo! Good for and you. It feels James. feels very good. Yeah. Um, and so what we wanted to talk about today is that it's coming up on a, our one year anniversary for the podcast, um, and. Before we started the podcast, we actually started getting back into the kind of this GTD habit. Um, Gene kind of getting back into it and me getting into it for the first time. And one of the big challenges, like an enormous challenge for me, and I think it was uh, a big <laughs> one, but somewhat smaller for Gene, was getting from a massive inbox down to, uh, a smaller inbox or number of emails in our inboxes. And a year ago, or maybe just a little over a year ago, mm -hmm. um, my email inbox was at 116,573 <laughs> messages. Wow. And so kind of the, for, I don't know, a, a multi-week process, and you can go back and listen to, podcasts from earlier in our in our run um we talk about it in more detail was getting from 116,500 <laughs> some odd emails in my inbox down to inbox 0 yeah um and i have to say that after clearing out that inbox it's been I think the most my inbox has been at over the rest of the entire year has been, I think, maybe 120, 130 oh, wow. at a couple points. But for the most part, it's been in the double digits. And today, I am happy to say I'm currently at inbox zero. Wow, James, that's awesome. So it's been a habit that has so far stuck once I cleared out that massive yeah. 
email amount. Right. Because, okay, it's been like a year. It would not be impossible to have gone back up to the levels we were at a year ago if we had totally backslid. Um, right. Well, I don't know. In your case, that. Right. That it would be difficult. Pretty- <laughs> it's difficult to get back to a hundred and six. I'd have to go out and actively subscribe to all sorts of things, um, email newsletters and stuff. But it could very well have crept back up into the the thousands or thousands, tens of thousands, yes. even tens of thousands. Yeah, I mean, in my case, I was at so I wasn't up in your stratosphere. I I was a um, <laughs> which. You know, it's not nothing to brag about. I had, you know, a good 15,000 emails in various inboxes that had not been processed. Um, but I have probably never gone over a few hundred, like, since then. Like, we have, uh, yeah, and definitely not more than a thousand. And, you know, it sounds like, oh, my God, how can you have a thousand emails in your inbox um, that's so many, but it really doesn't take very long. You know, take a week off, have a week off because you're sick, and next thing you know, you have 500 emails in your inbox. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Um, so I guess one reason we wanted to check in this episode was to say uh, – to give ourselves a little a little pat on the back. <laughs> pat on the for- back. Like, yeah. hey, that's something that that's quite a big change over a year. But also the fact that if you are listening and you're also looking at an inbox with like a lot of stuff in it, it definitely is possible. Um, <laughs> but it does take some. Uh, it takes some time, but it doesn't take forever, you know. And and yeah, if there's new listeners who are looking at an email inbox that's like in the thousand, the four to five digit range. Um, do not despair. Go back and listen to our earlier episodes of how we did it. Um, we we used some tools. We didn't just go through and read 16,000 or 116,000 emails. Um, and it would, you know, we, we did it and we were, we were glad that we did. Um, so and, and the interesting thing about it was that before we had you and I had hooked up to do this podcast. I was using SaneBox, and wh- while you were in the process of like doing the major triage at the beginning, you said you found this res- resource called Maelstrom, and so I was like, "Oh, let me try this Maelstrom thing," and I loved it. And now I have switched from Ma- from sandbox to maelstrom and you have switched from maelstrom to sandbox that's right um maelstrom was great for i think somebody describes it as like a machete for your yes. email <laughs> inbox um it might have been it's- walt mossberg's <laughs> review i forget um but uh it really bucketizes it groups all of these emails um and lets you like bulk take bulk actions on things and it just, it really was very helpful. Um, But then once, once everything was out of my inbox, it only operates on your inbox. So for me, I found it less useful. Um, And I've been using SaneBox and one of its main features is 
you can train it to keep less important stuff out of your inbox automatically, and it puts mm-hmm. it into a folder called Sane Later. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that uh, a little secret, dirty little secret of my <laughs> how many items are in my inbox is that over the course of the last year, my inbox has been relatively low, but I had been picking up items insane later mm-hmm. um, because it is essentially a second inbox. It's just it has some smarts so that the things that end up there tend to be like those marketing newsletters from companies that aren't really important. So if you don't look at them right away, you're not missing something important. Mm-hmm. Um But kind of round two of kind of getting my inboxes to zero, uh, besides my regular one, um, Mm -hmm. is I've been working towards getting that sane later um, to zero. And so every day checking it as well as the other one. And I've been making good progress on that as well. Um, So they have two features. They have one called sane later which is also if like an uh, email comes in from somebody you've never heard from before, it might put it insane later so that you can kind of take a look later and you're not – people spamming you are not interrupting your day is kind of their their model. Um, And then they ping you once a day to go look insane later. And so the the idea there is that instead of focusing on these – uh, less important emails all the time as they come in, you can kind of batch them up and look at them once a day and then process them. Um, or you could just not look at them, which is what I often did over the past year. And it kind of. <laughs> yeah, kinda, well, I mean, honestly, you know, I was using Sane Box and I called Sane later, Sane never. Right, because you never, never kind of take a look in there. Mm-hmm. And they ha- also have a feature where you could have a separate folder called Sane News, which you could direct like email newsletters there so they'd be in a different place than Sane Later. But in essence, it's yet another mailbox, yet another mailbox or inbox that you, sh- you should look at at some point. Um, so I tried Sane News for a year. Um, <clears throat> but then we discovered this technique with Feedbin. Yes. Um, our feed, our feed friend in the cloud, um, <laughs> um, where they give you an email address that you can use for email subscriptions and the email goes to Feedbin and then it shows up in your RSS reader, um, which is yeah. much nicer for those kind of newsletter things, um, because it is more of this style where it'll just wait until you want to read it and then you can click through them. And once you read them, you don't even have to delete them. So it's a lot more like reading websites from an RSS feed. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's newsletters that have content I totally want to read, but when I'm looking at my email, I don't want to sit there and read, you know, something that is like, um, non-actionable, uh, gives me big ideas. <laughs> you know, I just want to like process the emails. So. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So th- I thought the, the, the feed bin solution was, 
was pretty awesome. Um, I mean, the only thing that I don't like about Feedbin is that it, it, it's $5 a month. And while I totally support software developers, you know, making a sustainable, you know, revenue on their products is five, is it worth $5 a month to me? I'm, I'm sort of still in, you know, thinking about that. Well, I, I paid for the whole year and it's only, uh, that's only $50. So you right. save, save $10. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, every subscription adds up and Maelstrom is a subscription and Sanebox yeah. is a subscription. Right. Um, what I found was that uh, I was trying that Sane news mailbox and, you know, it correctly put the emails that were newsletters into there and you can mm -hmm. train it to do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, but I found I was never reading them. Right. I mean, and so if I'm never reading them, then that for me, that Sane news mailbox was not great. Yeah. Um, the feed bin solution for me i like it a lot it's been working yeah. very well for me yeah i like it i think it's a really um elegant solution for um not so much like the marketing emails because those I, i'm pretty much unsubscribing from but i have several friends plus myself included who are doing regular email blasts to friends and or fans um, with longer emails, uh, kind of like blog posts in an email that I would like to sit and read where I read my other blog posts, which is in my RSS. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so between Sane Later and Sane News, mm -hmm. um, in, and I had two separate accounts, um, I had a total of, uh, as of like March 9th, I had a total of 9,300 uh, 9, emails mm -hmm. sitting in both of those. Um, most of them, especially insane news, unread completely. <laughs> and so I kind of was thinking it's a, coming up on about a year where I've managed to hack my way through that giant inbox. It might be time to go through and like get my, like get rid of sane news and mm -hmm. get. You know, file or get rid of those emails and also process the stuff insane later. Mm -hmm. So I've been at it for now about a, a month, off and on. Um, and from 9,300, I'm down to about 1,150. Wow. So yeah, that was in your sane later, 9,300? That was in sane later plus sane news sane, across, okay. across my personal and mm. business accounts. It's pretty awesome, actually. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, one of my uh, issues with like Sane Box versus Maelstrom is that while I had Sane later, and I had that for a couple of years, I, I mean, that's how it became known as Sane Never to me mm -hmm. because I would let it go up. In fact, let me look. I mean, it's still up there. I just have never gone back and looked at it. Uh, Sane later. My saying later, oh, I did something here. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Is, um, you know, at a thousand. Oh, yeah. At least at that. Oh, what, what, what? Because uh, it's divided it by 
two different email boxes. Yeah, I have over 4,000 messages and saying later. And it's been almost a year since I haven't had or mm-hmm. more than a year. Then I, so nothing has been put into saying later during this time. And I have 4,000 emails still in there to process. However, you know, there's that one rule of processing, which is it's been a year. If it was important, they would have emailed you again. <laughs> right. <laughs> so exactly. Delete. You know, I will be deleting these. And I just found like saying, uh, saying later, <laughs> try not to call it saying never, saying later became kind of a crutch for not dealing with what I didn't want coming in. And once I switched over, you know, once I stopped the same box processing and only did Maelstrom, everything came into my inbox, but Maelstrom made it so easy to process and also easy to unsubscribe that I significantly reduced the number of emails coming in to begin with. Which I think is the goal, ultimately. Mm. Uh, potentially, as long as you're, um, as long as you're getting information that you actually do want. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And not getting, and so yeah, I think the one that is one kind of, kind of bigger idea, um, besides just email processing, is that um, in a lot of ways you can try to. Uh, affect and control kind of the inputs coming into your life. And one of those is just mm-hmm. all of those marketing emails or trying to unsubscribe from catalogs that get sent to your house or junk mail. Um, in fact, I don't think we've done a show about that. We should we look should. into those resources yeah. and do that. Um, <laughs> because as we process email, I start to become much more resentful of tree mail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's I. I see what you did there. Uh, yes. Um, and um, yeah. So out of those four mailboxes, uh, two in each email account, the same news in both are at zero, and I've turned those off, so I no mm-hmm. longer have those mailboxes. Mm-hmm. Same later in my personal account uh, is at zero. Mm-hmm. And um, I went on a trip. By the time I got back, I wasn't processing it as fully. It was up to 120 again. Um, it's like, ah, so now it's back <laughs> down to zero. Um, and then so all of the remaining of the laters and news um, are in sane later of my business account. Yeah. And so I need to – I'm kind of – that's the last one I need to triage down to zero. Um and then once it's down to zero, I'm going to see if maybe I whether I do or don't want to continue with Sanebox. Right. Right, because once you get certain things under control, you ought to be able to process better. Right. Uh like so I have to decide whether I like this idea that some things are literally like once a day in the later afternoon when my energy is a little lower, I can go look at all this, like mm-hmm. not all, but I can go look at things that like I didn't need to know immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. But I still process it regularly. Yeah. Whereas the inbox are more likely to look at as things come in. Yeah. 
I mean, like I said, I one of the things that I enjoy, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I don't, you know, there's no way of seeing how many emails you're subscribed to, right? And mm-hmm. But it's probably a horrifying number. And so by sort of nudging me to just unsubscribe from stuff, like I've gotten very, you know, brutal about it, which is like, is there any chance I need to see this on a regular basis? If I need to see this kind of information, can I always go to this company or organization's website? Um, you know, I unsubscribe because people subscribe you to their email when you buy something or do make a donation. Mm-hmm. That is basically the default out there. I know all about it. You know, I've been in that position as a marketing manager. It it's it's more than tempting to add people to your email list with the idea that they yeah, they can unsubscribe. And because they bought something from you, it's kind of you know, justifiable. But the fact is that, you know, we all buy stuff all the time. (laughs) And that we end up with like the equivalent number of regular emails coming into our email box. And, you know, if we don't get vigilant about unsubscribing, it it gets out of hand. And that's how you end up with 16 or 16,000 or 116,000 emails. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very true. And uh, it also is the fact that the sane later and the sane news, that by training is where all of those sorts of subscriptions would go. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of what I've been doing is looking at stuff. Do I really need this? (laughs) Delete all the stuff that I don't need and and unsubscribe. So I've been doing a lot of unsubscribing. Or if it's something that I do want, trying to resubscribe using the feed bin URL. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are some things where it just seems like unsubscribe doesn't work. I just tweeted today where Universal NBC has this mailing list where <laughs> I've tried to unsubscribe multiple times and all it just ge- it gives me this crazy you know one of those code exposed code with URLs in the text error messages mm-hmm. and then at the bottom it says success um, you are unsubscribed but I've done it like for weeks now and I'm not unsubscribed so oh yeah I tweeted at them I. And it won't matter. Like, yeah, we've all been through that, right? And one of the things that I like about having a service like either Sandbox or Maelstrom is they have a feature that is like the black hole. Exactly. Okay. That whatever it is, they don't allow you to unsubscribe. So, (laughs) I almost said a bad word. Screw them. uh, (laughs) You will just put them in the black hole. And exactly. Something super um, satisfying. So, Sanebox calls it the Sane Black Hole, which it is pretty appropriate, you know, for today, where we got the first images on um, of an actual oh, yeah. black hole. Right? <laughs> that was exciting until I started looking at it more than once and thought, oh, kind of looks like a donut. Okay, <laughs> never mind. 
but yeah, same box, black hole. That's very satisfying to consign some senders emails to that since they don't give you a good option for unsubscribing. But Maelstrom has the same thing. It's just called block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and both both work well. Um yeah. The oh, so what I have found is that I've been unsubscribing a lot, <laughs> and then what happens is kind of you see once you do a bunch of that, then you see what is still coming in, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, where's like where's that coming from? Um, right, and then I've started like there are certain things where. If I got it in the mail, I would, like, recycle it. But for some reason, I keep it if it's an email. It's like, why? <laughs> why? This like this offer expired five months ago. Why am I keeping this email? This makes no yeah. sense. Um, so I started being more uh, mindful about that and getting rid of things that I that really I don't need at all. Um, but I think, like, almost everything, Everything in GTD, what I find, and maybe it's just my own perspective on it, is that such a big part of it is looking at stuff in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's things that's coming in, a pile of stuff that's sitting in your house, or a type (laughs) of thing that you encounter, like inputs, right? Things going on, and then deciding, like, what do I want to like what is the thing that I want to do about that? Right. Um, and it's a lot of these little decisions, but as soon as you're happy with that decision and you make it and you and you go on, but there's a lot of them. I find. <laughs> yeah. There's many decisions. And you know, yes, okay, great. Let's like make decisions. Let's um stay on top of things. But at some point, there's only so many decisions you can make in a day. Exactly. So, so what I find is like it's really those cl- like when you have a class of th- like a type of thing, <laughs> like oh, do I like okay? Once I get once there is this email subscription, do I really want the information? Do I want to s- do I want to send it to Feedbin? Do I want to unsubscribe or do I want it showing up in my mm-hmm. inbox? are kind of currently my three choices. Um, And it's like knowing that I kind of have this procedure for just for of the three spots I might Mm -hmm. shove this thing, what I might do with it makes it easier, I think, to make the decision because I already kind of thought through each of those options and what they mean to me. Yeah, right. It makes a big difference, you know, if you get that practice, um, as we did in the beginning of, you know, just drilling down and getting rid of as much stuff as we can. We need to, you know, we we come up with standards for what we want to see and how we'll process that email. Uh, one of the most important decisions that I made as I was trying to get rid of that initial you know, overwhelming pile. It's actually making me like have trouble breathing, thinking about it. You know, I have a vision of myself lying on the ground with 16,000 emails piled on top of me. Um, it's this, that um, 
any email that I got from an actual person, I archived. Mm -hmm. It helps so much. Instead of trying to decide like, oh, should I save this or should I save that? Like, I mean, you'll still have that. But if it's not from a mailing list, if it's not, you know, if it's from a person, so friends, family, people that you work with, just save it. I mean, it's not like we don't have the storage for that. Exactly. Oh, I and I do save a lot of emails, um, especially from actual real people that I know. Um, <laughs> not just automated, you bought something on iTunes emails. Right. Um, yeah. The uh, Although I think I save those too. Um, just <laughs> in a different folder. Yeah. But they're not in my inbox, which is the main thing. I don't have to think about them. Um, but yeah, that decision of what to do and anything that once you kind of come up with a procedure for handling a type of thing or a type of email that you're happy with, Mm -hmm. then it makes the decision making so much easier. Yeah. Because you kind of already have thought about it and it becomes, it literally is very quick. You don't have to look at each email and say, "Mm, I might want this later. I might not like, I'm just like, if it's from a person I mean, chances are I probably won't want it later, but um, just in it's case, it's more likely than you know some freaking email list. Absolutely. Whew. Well, I think uh, we've, wow, we've uh, really like gone on on about email <laughs> once again. Well, it is our email anniversary, so <laughs> yeah. um, we've learned a lot in this year. We really have, and my process has definitely changed a great deal since I first started. So, um, and uh, I think I'm a little more on top of things because of it. Although, as I go through my saint, my last remaining sane news, I think I have found a couple of things that I missed. So, Mm -hmm. that is one of the dangers of sane news: is if you don't. If it is this giant pile of things that you don't look at that often, you may miss things um, Yeah. that, you know, like anything else. Um, well, do you have anything else about email for this, our email anniversary episode? <laughs> no, but I feel like we should make like email anniversary greeting cards or something <laughs> and That's... share them with the listeners. What maybe we could, if they would be... If if we make them very quickly, they'd be very, very poorly designed PDFs that you could <laughs> you could print out and send to other people. On there, I don't know. I don't know. We'll think of something. We'll think of something indeed. Um, well, in that case, <clears throat> it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done. Um, so you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we're at The Weekly Review. And you can also send us email at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. Um, if you're celebrating an email anniversary or have some email tips or any productivity tips at all, we love to hear from you at any of those avenues of uh, chatting at us. And also, 
It would be great if you rate or review this podcast. It does help new listeners find us, helps us find new listeners, and we do love to hear from you, um, especially good things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. Yeah.